is Hard Parking, brought to you by Right Honda and Right Toyota out of Scottsdale, Arizona. I am your host, Jay Finning. Been doing a little bit of traveling lately. I'm going to be traveling a little bit more coming up in the next few weeks. This last weekend was the Clean Enough event, Horizon Nights. You've seen it on my Instagram, maybe, maybe not. Uh, probably more so on the One Auto page. So I was able to sit down with a few of the contestants, a few of the winners of some of the prizes. I don't know. I don't know what the future is of me recording at events. It was incredibly difficult this time around uh, between the two-step competition and just being closer to the DJ than I really wanted to be. It just, it just wasn't, I don't know. It's one of those things where acoustically it's not ideal, which is why I'm always up for the challenge to see if I can handle it. And I think we've done pretty good on recent shows. You know, last year we did Elite Tuner, and that was just as loud. But for whatever reason, it just, I don't know, just the way the acoustics were probably set up. I was, maybe I need to get some more sound blankets, sound walls. It was incredibly windy. You know, we had to worry about you know, holding the one auto tent down, which is where we have the podcast set up. But uh, it was an incredible event. Uh, it wasn't a perfect event, but the vehicles there were really cool. Um, maybe a few things I would have done differently, but you live and learn. And I was excited to be a part of the event on behalf of One Auto. So, And that is Charles. You guys see him on One Drink Wednesday. Incredible guy, doing it right. And everybody in this world who wants to do like, do the right thing for the car community, I will try to always be down when I can. You have my, you have my blessing. Yeah. After this word from Four Wheel Online, going to touch on a few other things regarding traveling, some quick thoughts. And then we'll get to the clean enough coverage. Jay Finning here, and I want to tell you guys about Four Wheel Online. For over a decade, Four Wheel Online has been bringing the best truck accessories and truck parts to enhance the appearance and performance of all trucks and SUVs. They are dedicated to providing an extensive range of upgrades that will match any maker model on the road. Your truck products cover everything you need give your truck a custom look and added functionality and if you need a tire and wheel package head over and use the configuration tool they carry all the major brands of wheels and tires so we'll get outfitted today so visit them online at four wheel online or call them at 813-769-2451 again that's four wheel online the number four wheel online so before i get to uh some traveling discussion i recently did this thing called floatology so last year my son bought me you know, it's for Father's Day, and he bought me a floatology thing, and it's like a float tank where you can kind of meditate. It's kind of cool. Also got, like, this cryotherapy. I did the cryotherapy about three weeks ago. I'm not sure how I feel about it. It's kind of weird, kind of hokey, but I do know that it's that it's proven for a lot of people. I think it's one of those things you have to do over and over. And then I did the leg compression where you you basically put your legs. I, I call them G-suits, G-suits. Similar to what the uh, the Air Force, the pilots, have to put around their legs. But you kind of step into these big thingies. You can unzip them or step into them, and then they just shoot air, and they compress your leg and decompress. It's like a 30-minute thing. But cryotherapy, you stand up in a tank. You're pretty much naked. And you can't, you, you know, underwear or shorts or whatnot. And you have to turn every 15, 20 seconds to prevent freezing kind of awkward um wasn't a big fan of it have two more sessions left i gotta knock those out i have to do some traveling really soon 
and I'm going to be gone by the time those, uh, those gift certificates expire. On a recent trip to Michigan, we had rented a, uh, an Audi. We got, so we kind of did this thing, right? So when it comes to renting cars, car companies aren't really big fans of you picking up a car in one location and taking it to another. You know, they like the round trip thing. They don't like the one way. And so I use my status in my you know favorite rental car company because I have status. That's why it makes them your favorite because it's the one you have status in, national. And when I said Chicago to Chicago, I could pick whatever I wanted, like anything from, you know, economy to super duper SUV. When I said I wanted one way from Chicago to Grand Rapids, it limited me to like three vehicle classes. So what I end up having to do is because you don't have to pay money when you reserve a, a rental car. So I had two reservations just in case I didn't find something on the lot big enough for all of us. But I did actually, because some of the people I thought were traveling with us were, were going, you know, like a, a day or two before us. So I had an Audi Q7, a late model, had a lot of miles on it, but it's had to have been like a 2021 or something. It was super nice, like super nice. And I thought we we're going to be balling for a while, but the whole purpose of that was because it worked out better, cheaper in the end is you pick up the car in Chicago and you drive it to Grand Rapids. And then you pick up a car in Grand Rapids and you drive it all week when you're on vacation. Then, of course, you drop it off and fly home. So when it came time to turn the beautiful Audi in, not a lot of stuff on the lot. I end up getting a, uh, a Jeep Grand Cherokee, but not the new ones, not the, not the Grand Cherokee Wagoneer looking ones, which, by the way, one pulled in. But it was three rows in like it was like I pulled in the first row. I was about halfway up and I kind of wandered around trying to look for another car. And then by the time I found a vehicle, I looked over and like a newer, like a newer Grand Cherokee was pulling in. It was like the third or fourth row in as, as so there's like probably 30 cars after me. There's no way I would have I would have been waiting for like three hours for them to check all the cars in, get it through washed, get it refueled, check it out and, and repark it. And I don't have that kind of time ever. But I did get a Grand Cherokee. It's pretty nice. I think it was, uh, it was a 2021 because 22 is where they changed the body style. And there's this thing like I love Grand Cherokees. I've had several Jeeps. And ever since I went off-roading, it's like it's in the back of my head. Like, ah, you know, I kind of mm, kind of want a Jeep, you know. But I love my Infinity, of course. But there's not a lot of stuff I can buy for my Infinity on four-wheel online, you know, plugged to the sponsor you just heard about. You know, when it comes to Jeeps, when it comes to Toyota Tacomas, you're going to be hearing about that coming up on another episode with uh, Jimmy Jett of the Snail Trail 4x4 podcast. But it's one of those things where it's just like, the Jeep was fine. I don't have a lot to say about it other than it's capable. If you don't know anything about a Jeep Grand Cherokee, I'm going to tell you one thing about them. They're capable. There's a lot of them. I wish they were cheaper. But I, I like the SRT8, the really fast one. And also, the SRT has a low towing capacity, at least the ones I used to like. But I don't own a trailer. I don't own a boat. I don't tow cars. So it's it's funny we get hung up on things that don't matter. And that's one of them. Let's talk about travel just a little bit. A little bit. A little bit. And then we'll get to the clean enough coverage. A couple thoughts. You know, I, I think that when you're when you're on the airplane, there's a few things that they still need to change. Like, I feel that we can skip the whole water landing preparation when you're not flying to, like, Hawaii or Puerto Rico or the Bahamas. You know, because so if you're flying from you know, Corpus Christi, Texas, to Sioux Falls, South Dakota, chances are mm, probably not going to make a water landing. 
Not that you would ever have to make one anyway, but if you were, chances are you're not landing in water. You're probably going to land on a runway, on the middle of a highway somewhere, if the pilot can help it, a middle of a field. Like, Can we get instructions on what to do if we land in a field, please? Can we get some safety about landing in trees? Every movie I see, someone crashes and they come flying down through the trees and the and the main person, the character, they're all falling through and somehow they don't break anything as they flip and flop, fall down and bounce off all the branches and hit the ground at 100 miles an hour and get up and dust themselves off. And then there's like three or four people that are impaled, of course, because that's just how this works. I think the last time I saw a plane crash in a movie where it was felt semi-realistic, except for... Brad Pitt survived, so what I mean, it wasn't real, it was World War Z. But at least in that one, the dude was, he was impaled by a piece of the chair, and pretty much everyone else was dead. That's more realistic. Not to get morbid, but I think we could save time on not spending so much focus on what to do in the case of a water landing. Especially once you've already started watching your movie that you're trying to watch. And it doesn't matter if you don't want to hear the flight attendant it literally interrupts in your ear everything. And it's like, look, man, I just, I don't know. I think just, I think we're just wasting time. It's kind of like a random thought. But let's get to the cleaning up event after this word from Anchor. Can I make money? Oh, by the way, Hard Parking Podcast shirts are here. You can pick those up. Those are brought to you by Right Honda and Right Toyota. I make them here in my office. Of course, I order all the supplies and press them right here in this office. 100% of those sales go toward a local humanitarian effort that is brought to you by those two car dealerships. So as uh, you pick up Hard Parking Podcast shirt, find me on the uh, Hard Parking Violations Facebook page. If you know how to reach me on social media, which is you know at the end of the episode, Jay Finning, I'm not hard to find. I can get you pretty much any size you want. Uh, all you 2X and 3X people, it's going to cost you a little bit more. But it's all going to uh, to aid someone desperately in need. Clean enough, coming up. Sitting here with Mr. Turkey Garcia, one of our favorite watchers, I guess. I don't know if that sounds creepy or not, but our watchers from Wondering Wednesday that we do every Wednesday with myself and West Tankers League, Turkey. What's up, man? Hey, how's it going, Jay? I'm doing good. How about you? I'm doing good, man. I'm doing good, man. Uh, talk about your truck. I wanted this the little blue one down there behind us right now. Yeah, well, I got that uh, uh, last year, no, two years ago. Ob, it was um, I we got the inspiration because my dad and I, my dad has a, this story goes that he has an he had an '85 that he had given to my brother. To, not just to my brother, but for us to drive to high school. You know, it'd be passed on to us. And problems came out, and my brother ended up taking the 85. And so ever since then, my dad's like, I want another one. I want another one. And so recently, before pandemic even happened, my grandma passed away. And so... Hey, it's a belated sorry to hear that. It's, I mean, it's like, it just, we were already prepared for it. Sure, still. But, we we're already prepared for it because my what happened is that my sister, my mom, and my sister had gone to Mexico for a birthday, my grandma's birthday, my mom's side, and so we they took pictures with my grandma for on my dad's side, my dad's mom, and we noticed a bump on her neck, mm. and she's like nothing happened. She she held on the pain. She never told us about anything until 
we saw that bump and there was a year a picture of a year difference she had nothing on one year and then the next year she had like a bump right so my dad said you know what you need to get that checked out and and turns out it was called cancer mm. so after discovered the cancer there they went to went to another doctor in mexico this is all in mexico city mexico city so my grandma wasn't here but my dad had to fly out and so then we were already prepared we're like okay she has cancer they they did the surgery and then after the surgery she was going to um radiation she was going to radiation and she went from my i believe monday to friday every single day and my dad was covering the whole cost so even though my my dad's biological sister lived in, lived in like right down the street from her my grandma my brother my dad's stepbrothers nobody helped in nobody pinched in my dad took all the responsibility and so my dad was he would come back he'll come back for a month and then leave in for two weeks and that's how he was going for the year during the pandemic and then when my grandma passed away that's when it hit my dad that my because my dad would call my grandma every monday with without hesitation during work he'll call her every monday let him know hey i'm already awake i'm going to work every single monday until when my grandma passed away the first month the first week of monday my dad calls and he's like oh and he kind of hit him and for a while there my dad was like down he was sometimes he would tear up i mean he wouldn't show it and then since he wanted another square body we we do landscaping in arizona in eastern arizona there this truck was just out in the in the driveway and by coincidence the owner of the truck was outside so when my, i saw the reaction of my dad his eyes lit up his face turned in this smile and he's like i want it he's like i want it um I was like, I told my dad, I was like, well, I'm not a step side, I'm more of a fleet, fleet side guy. But then I looked at his face one more time and I was like, we have to get this truck. So I went halves on my dad. So the truck is on from my dad and I together. And so every year what I try to do, we go to church once a month before the 15th, either the, the day 15th or, the, or after the 15th of the month, because my grandma passed away on the 15th of January. And so we were prepared for it. And then when that happened, we got the blue truck and my dad's like, right away, I want parts for it, parts for it. But during the pandemic, everything was on backwards, so we couldn't do much to it. And I was like, when I told that, I told my dad, I was like, we got this truck, we just can't keep it under the garage, right? So I told my dad, I'll take it to car meets, I'll take it to shows just to get that truck out there. And then right now, currently I am working on, on a 77K15 in my backyard. So it's like right now my plan is with that, with my with the blue truck is for everybody to see it and be like, oh, same truck every time. But then there'll be a time where that truck goes under the knife, but I will have the next truck done and be ready for show ready. Nice, man. Tell us. I don't think we even talked about what year the truck is. It's a 1982 GMC Stepside. This thing is blue. Yes. This thing is nice. Yeah. And talk to us about Turkey. 
Okay. You told us on One Drink Wednesday, but m most of these people don't know nothing about that. Oh, yeah. Turkey, well, I got the nickname Turkey from friends of mine in junior high. That's where I started. But what re how it really started was because my, because I have two older brothers and a sister, and I'm the youngest of all. The, the, my second oldest brother, they started calling him Turkey because because of our size, we've always been a uh, big family, big guys. And that's why he got the name Turkey. That's why I just found out the other day, that's too. That's hilarious. And so, and I got it from gen from junior high. I mean, friends would call me Turkey. I mean, just for the fun of it, I was okay with it. I was like, our brother is called Turkey as well. I mean, I'm not a problem with it. But then it was, from junior high, I went to high school. And this high school was called, uh, I went to Westwood High School in Mesa. And so my freshman year, I wouldn't get much in trouble, but when I did, the security guards already knew who I was. <laughs> no hiding. Nope. And so now what the funny part is that the security guard, I already knew my oldest brother, and point, to the point where he knew my oldest brother to where he would call my dad directly on this phone, letting him know my brother was doing donuts in the parking lot. And then when my second oldest brother was in high school, that's when everybody, all his friends, all the teachers started calling him Turkey, because everybody else would. And then my sister was known, because back then, at that time when my sister was in high school, coach was a really big thing. So she got coach shoes, and between her friends and the security guard, they call her coach girl. And so when I went to high school, I got in trouble. He pulled me out, and he's like, let me see your ID. I give him my ID, he looks at my last name, and he looks at me and tells me right away, you're Turkey's brother. <laughs> did you give you guys nicknames? Like, I mean, how did they differentiate? It's like, you're, you're Turkey, he's Turkey, or is like, there's Butterball and there's... No, well, my brother didn't, it didn't really go on with him anymore after Got high school. It. Yeah, so yeah. I took it in during high school, the, four, the five years of high school, just four, but I did become super senior and everybody sure. tells me, are you embarrassed being a super senior? I was like, no. No, I mean, you're the smartest motherfucker in school. <laughs> I wish I was. Uh, no, but I did. I, be, I did become a super senior, but I'm not embarrassed to say it. I, I've met people that are like, oh, I'm embarrassed to say I went to high school five years. Like, no, I'm. A, what's wrong with it? Let me ask you this: What is your what is your uh, your learning style? Because me, there's applied knowledge. And then there's the knowledge that people have just to get out. And like me, I'm more of an applied knowledge where I'll have to go over some shit two, three, four times. Like I failed math. I had to take algebra twice. I took algebra two twice. I almost took algebra two twice. I had to take geometry twice. twice. You know, and even in college, like I worked my ass off. But if I had to take extra time, like some people memorize to pass the test, but applied knowledge is once you actually remember that shit years later. Yeah. No, I, it was the same way. I didn't do good in math. I didn't do good in math, and that's why I, when, when I became a super senior, I had to take retake those either freshman or sophomore classes. And I, like I told my mom, my mom was mad when I told her I'm becoming a super senior, I'm not graduating with class. What my class I was supposed to graduate. But I was like, well, I'll go back to school. And like I told my mom, I know I'm going to graduate. But I was the type of guy like, I'm just going to pass my D's. I'm not really the type of going to school really well. I mean, and I ended up passing the, uh, ended up passing my class, and I did end up graduating. Hell yeah, you did. Turkey, man, thanks for stopping by the hard parking booth. We'll see you on Wednesday, One Drink Wednesday. This is a good man, Mr. Turkey Garcia. Good man. All right. Hey.
We're sitting here with Lynn, who won Best GM, I think there's a category. Yes, I don't care. Was. I'll be completely honest with you. That was absolutely one of my favorite cars. Thank you. I think, wasn't there one of those in Fast Five that they jump right out of and, and dump it over the cliff? Um, yeah, there was. Yeah, in the very beginning, it was yep. silver. Yep. As soon as I saw that car, I said, that shit is badass. <laughs> so when I saw your car today and you came over and talked to me, I said, that shit is badass. So first off, thank you for being here. No, thank you. And congratulations on your award. Tell thank us a little you. bit about it. So it's a Grand Sport. It's a replication of the real Roger Penske Winterstein race car number 12. They raced in the, uh, against the Cobras. All the Cobras were winning at the track and GM built these five race cars in the 60s to race against these Cobras. And the Cobras were very light. So they had to take a thousand pounds off the hardtop 800 pounds off the convertible, which made them very, very thin in the fiberglass. GM found out they were racing, and all the big companies had signed contracts they wouldn't race. When they found out they were racing, they decided not to build the other 135. So only five huh. real ones are around. They're worth between seven and $10 million. They'll never be out of the garage. The guys will probably die. The wife will sell it too cheap but I can drive mine every day. Have all of them been accounted for, do you know? Yes, they are. Because you know there's always like some random nope, car five. missing somewhere. So the number 12 car is actually in um, Philadelphia, about a half, a mile, half an hour from the Philadelphia airport, the number 12 car. That's awesome. Well, once again, congratulations. Thanks for being here. Thank Thanks for you. coming over here and spending a few minutes talking about this show. That's a loud car. Sounds good, though. I think that is uh, like a Chevy SS with a Holden conversion. I can't see as well because I recently had LASIK, but I'm going to say that's what that is. Sounds really good. Thanks, Lynn. Thank you so very much. Eric, here we are again. Uh, uh, another event, another trophy. Like, how do you find room for all these? Oh, you're, you're uh, putting me on the spot here. You know, I got to stay humble. Uh, th these are definitely tough events to come to, and uh, I'm not always successful. Uh, last, what was it, my last event two weeks ago, I didn't take anything, so. Um, Am I your lucky charm then? Because the shows that I go to, you seem to win something. You know what, you might have that, uh, that big brother swag or something. You know, you come out and somehow uh, make, uh, <laughs> make, make it work. happen. You know? <laughs> What did you get? Yeah, you got uh, best engine bay. So yes. I'll be completely honest. You probably could have. I mean, there was a lot of nice cars out here. A lot of people kind of stepped their game up for their engine bays and their interiors, and you and you could have taken uh, a few of those. I mean, Philip Travers, his interior was like he's he's got the VIP style camera in this. I don't know if anybody could beat that out here, but outside of that, yours is pretty fucking dope. I mean, I appreciate it. Uh, yeah, no, his his definitely is one of a kind. Uh, he definitely went all out there. Attention to detail is superb. Uh, I definitely appreciate it. You know, I, I stick more to the uh, traditional carbon fiber and what, what JDM heads really enjoy. Great. Well, um... <laughs> no what do you think of this Clean Enough event? Uh, honestly, I've never even heard of them. Uh, and to be honest, uh, it, it was a breath of fresh air. They, they had a lot of stuff that I've never seen before. Uh, there's a lot of variety here. It's yeah, appreciated. It, I love seeing that. And uh, the cars, I there's a lot of cars I've never seen before. Right. 
uh, from everything, every genre really. And then they even had supercars out here. Um, and even some of the events, they had a foot race. I've never done that before either. Right. Well, here's the deal. He had a meet and he got, here's a little publication here. He got arrested and behind a bunch of bullshit. And the media tried to spin it to where he's, they, they're called them street stunners. So they basically tried to pin all the, all the streetcar takeovers on him and his events, which obviously is complete bullshit. So when he asked us to come out here and represent with him, it's like, of course, you know, absolutely, whatever you want. No, I mean, uh, I met Charlie. He, he seemed like a really genuine, genuine guy. Uh, and I mean, for the most part, it was really, it was really organized, uh, and it wasn't trashy. You know, we were able to to, to have a good event. Like it, the the event flew by. To be honest, uh, I didn't it feel did. like at any point uh, that it was boring or that it was dragging, even with the heat early on. No, absolutely. Well, thanks for uh, stopping by the booth. Again, we, you have to come over to the house or we'll just have to do something more official, talk about everything that's going on in the world. Uh, why don't you tell us what happened earlier? This is So this is not the first thing you won tonight, is it? Not the, oh, no, it wasn't. Uh, so, again, going back to some events I've never seen before, they, they had a foot race. Um, I happened to just go to the bathroom. There's a porter potty, and I was walking back, and I just see a huge crowd, and people are just racing. And then uh, they had two relays, and then the last one they said dad bods. And so I was like, oh, that's me, 100%. Mind you, they, they called me out trying to say that I, I didn't have a dad bod. Um, yeah, this dude is active military, and he plays soccer. <laughs> so uh, it's just a foot race, it's a sprint. And uh, I went ahead and I jumped in, and they made me prove I had kids. So I showed them I had three beautiful kids, and then uh, took off. And I guess I had them by a couple couple bodies, and then I started slowing down, thinking that uh, <laughs> that the race was over. And then people started passing me. I was like, "Whoa, we're still going!" So I just sped back up, and I won. <laughs> That's awesome, man. Well, congratulations on that as well. And maybe you got to get out of here. Everyone's gonna start packing their shit up. Yeah, they're they're aggressively trying to leave now. We'll see if I can find one of some of some of these other winners before they leave. Well, I definitely appreciate it. You know, it's always a pleasure coming, sitting down, talking with you. Uh, I'll definitely have to take you up on your offer to actually go to stop by the house and stuff. That is my man, Mr. STI. Oh, here comes Alan Daniel. All right, thank you. Later. So that was Mr. Thirsty STI, but Mr. Alan Daniel is here. And so when that happens, we gotta kind of clear the room. It's like VIP. It's like the guy who comes the red carpet and all of a sudden the media starts going and everyone's like, who, who just showed up? Was it fucking Robert Downey Jr.? And they're like, no, oh, it's... God, bro, I wish. It's Mr. TikTok himself. Like, where, where are you now on TikTok? Uh, three and a half million. Yes, sir. <laughs> That's a silence for me. So what did you take home today? And thank you again, because last time, it seems like every time we see each other, you take home some sort of hardware. I mean, it's a blessing, bro. You know, like, honest to God, dude, like, every time I come to a show, I'm always looking to see what else is out there because I don't walk into the building thinking, oh, bro, Optimus Prime is here, Camaro ZLS is here. I just come here to enjoy the show with everybody, bro. And I literally, bro, I swear to you, when he said Best American, I looked around, I was like, oh, that's going to be tough. Like, cause there's, there's some nice of, cars here. Yeah, there's a lot of cars, bro. And then he said Optimus Prime, and I was like, at Camaro ZLS, bro. You know what I'm saying? I was trying to no, the, here's the deal. Like, I was one of the judges. I didn't, fortunately, I didn't have to judge your category. And we're walking around looking at cars. He's like, I don't know, there's so many cars here. Best American. Yeah. I said, have you checked that out? I, I said, you, I said, if you haven't checked it out, just check it out, and you judge for yourself. But you better go over there and check it out. So. I appreciate it, Jay, bro. Because like, I know what's up. No, dude. We, like I said, man, from the last time that we did an interview, I told you, bro. 
we go back like limousine seats. You know what I'm saying? Like we go way <laughs> back. Yeah, way back, you know, back to SEMA 2017. So, you know, just to, to see where you are too at the same time, bro, I really appreciate this opportunity, dude. Our, our, our club took best uh, club participation and then Optimus took uh, best American. So it's just, it's an honor for me, bro, just to even be here. You know, I, I, I haven't driven the car in almost a month and a half because I'm working on the other sure. one. Yep. So I was kind of like, oh my God, bro, like people are grinding out there. Absolutely. And, and, I, know and I know they're coming for Prime. You know, they're, they're, they want the trophies. You're you know? the target. It, it, it is what it is, bro. Yeah. You know, yeah. but it's just, I love helping out people too. So like all the coupon codes and everything I provide for everybody, I see they're using them and they're building their cars. And I'm like, okay, you're putting your touch on it now. I, I, I can't wait to see what you do with it. You know what I mean? It just, to me, it motivates me when I see somebody trying to compete with me too. It's a friendly competition, you friendly. know what I mean? If yep. I win, I win. If I don't, I'm just happy to be here. 100%, man. Well, I'll let you roll out with your crew. You guys represent, yes, like I said before, always. I love seeing head, head, Arizona head turners. I love seeing Prime. I love seeing you and, and your crew, man. You guys are good people. You're doing it the right way. Thank you, bro. And thank you. Big shout out to Charles, man. We're clean up. Absolutely killed this car show. Absolutely amazing. That two-step was yep. crazy. That was the first time I ever seen Man. all the cars at one time do a two-step at the that's end. That's what I was hearing because I didn't even walk over there. I just heard it. I'm like, what's someone getting shot right now? Dude, that's what I said. I said, cops showing up after this for sure. Everybody across the street probably thinking that was gunshot. So we apologize to Texas Roadhouse, but this is how we do hey, it. That's, you know? hey, hey, there's no better place to make it sound like gunshots other than Texas Roadhouse. <laughs> there you go. Right? That works. <laughs> all right, Alan. Thanks for coming right, through, brother. brother. Thank you, bro. <laughs> So Jay walked away and we decided to confiscate his microphones and uh, talk to you. By the way, this is Nikki. And this is Kat. We, we decided we're going to take over the Heart Parking Podcast. Yes. What do you want to talk about, Kat? Oh, I don't know. Let's talk about, um, wow, this this show, this uh, Horizon Nights. This is fun. Yeah. It's a lot this, of fun. This was uh, Charles' first big show under Clean Enough. Yep. I think he did Lots pretty dang of people good. showed up. Yeah. It was really, it was a lot of fun. Very uh, respectful. A lot of people here. Everybody enjoying the show. I didn't see anybody doing anything terrifying. <laughs> a few two steps in front of the booth. Oh my gosh! Had us all rattled, but you can feel them. You know. Yeah. <laughs> Lots of people stopping by to see our booth car, which was actually your car. Yes, it was. <laughs> my, my 2000 Honda Civic with a 2019 Civic Si drivetrain. Nice. So pretty and so fast. It's a lot of fun. <laughs> Very light. But we had this um, gorgeous like C8. Uh, C8 in front of us uh, the whole time, too. And uh, what's that? Drew and his... Uh, Corvette. It's yep. a C8 Matrix on Instagram. Yeah. Oh, that's right. That's right. There are a lot of cars here today. Of all types. All right, girls, got the mic. No. <laughs> we're, we're, we're getting kicked off. Go. <laughs> Sitting here with Mark. He has. So there's a lot of cool cars here. His van is one of the sickest things I've ever seen in my life. And the other girls who were just on the microphone, they go, I said, did you see the van? They go, yeah, I saw the van. I go, yeah, but did you see the van? They go, yeah. I said, go over there and look inside that van. They went and looked inside the van. They had the same reaction I did. Holy shit. Tell us about your car. Well, it's a 66 Chevy van. I bought it in 73 while I was in high school. 
428 Pontiac twin turbocharged with uh, 16 mechanical fuel injectors in it. Uh, behind that is a Hughes Superglide two-speed with a trans brake, so it could do wheel stands going through a Ford 9-inch rear end. I did uh, 14 body modifications to it. Uh, most people can't tell what make it is. That really makes me happy when they come up and say it's a Dodge or something, and it's actually a Chevy. That's, That's hilarious. Yeah, 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 actually. <laughs> and uh, I guess the biggest thing that I'm proud of on the van is that I kept it for 49 years. It'll be 50 years next year. So you're kind of underselling yourself. But when you walk in the van, you open the door, what are we looking at? Because there aren't, back, there aren't seats back there. <laughs> that's, a, that's a big block Pontiac engine. Um, some of the parts on that came off of Mickey Thompson, from Mickey Thompson. Uh, of course, he's, he's been dead many years now, but those mm -hmm. are really specialty parts that they built just for him for his Pontiac engines. I was fortunate enough to get a few of those parts. Uh, the mechanical injection end of the thing is what... Uh, is what impresses me about the vehicle uh, because everything nowadays is electronic fuel injected sure. with computer controlled and that thing all works off of poppets and springs and little uh, little ball bearings inside of uh, inside of little what they call pills a uh, very difficult thing to get to idle it was originally that engine is actually built to go from an idle to full throttle not to drive on the street so to get that thing to drive on the street um, i bet it took me two weeks two weeks every day of working on that vehicle to get a tire. Oh, Jesus. So you got giant tires in the back. You have wheelie bars in the back. You have a mural on the sides. Is that, the, is that your car? Is that your van? Oh, no, that's this thing. There's Milwaukee Tools. I hope Milwaukee's sponsoring that build, by the way. Yeah, yeah me too. <laughs> you don't want to give that kind of credit there. <laughs> yeah. It's the wrong red for Milwaukee Tools. But, dude, that... that that van, that that is that is amazing. That is absolutely amazing. The uh, the headlights are out of a '76 Malibu. The taillights are out of a '66 Pontiac Catalina. Okay. The story on the taillights is I went to a wrecking yard with the idea in mind of getting 1958 Chrysler Imperial taillights wow. because they look like lanterns if you put sure. them sideways. And uh, when I told the guy what I wanted to do, he wouldn't sell them to me because they should be a purist going to something to do with Chrysler. So I saw those in the same lot, and I said, well, I'll take those and grab those. Well, thanks for sharing your build. It was, it was such, I, I can't talk about it enough. It was just so awesome seeing that. And a lot of these other cars, you know, you don't typically see at these type of shows, and I love seeing it. Well, thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah, thanks for stopping by, man. Congratulations again. Thank you. I want to thank Turkey Garcia, especially. I mean, Turkey, he comes and uh, he, he joins our One Drink Wednesday. We do it every week. Myself and Wes Tankersley, Turkey is one of the people who are, who are there just about every week. And it's super cool to meet people in person that it's not the first time I've met someone in person from One Drink Wednesday. And that's pretty special. It's pretty freaking cool. Also, Lynn with the with the GM, she did not have any social media, which is too bad, but you can check out Turkey Garcia on Instagram at Turkey, I think it's like turkey.garcia. Uh, Alan Daniels, always coming through strong. Nikki and Kat, thank you so much for helping me out with the booth. Uh, this guy, Mark with the van, I can't, I can't even stress. I, I need photos of this thing. I think I'm going to collect photos of this thing from people. I'm going to ask, hey, who has photos of that badass van? I don't bitch a mural. It was very period correct. Visually from the exterior, like it had like it had like a Conan the Barbarian looking mural on the side and slaying some giant dragon and the interior was like velvety and 
it was super cool and super weird at the same time, but that giant freaking motor in the middle, I, I can't even describe it. It, it. You know, you open the side doors and you expect seats. It's a giant motor. All you see is like three and a half, four inch turbo piping. It's amazing. Let's get into some car news real quick. Recently, Carvana, the giant vending machine, you know, that you can buy a car from. It doesn't quite work like that, but it kind of feels like it works like that. But they laid off 2,500 people. That's a lot of people. I drove by one actually on the way to the Clean Enough event. Empty. We have a couple of them here. Empty. Super weird. It almost seemed like they were they were going to kind of re reshape how we buy vehicles. Feels like a lot of their cars are a little bit more expensive than you'd want to buy. Then you'd pay for other places. The trade-off is you don't have the hassle. Maybe they roped all those fees into the you know the the price of the car. I suppose so. So like if you go to the dealership right and you want to buy a car. Say I want to buy this 2015 Jeep Grand Cherokee Laredo. Carvana, it might be $18,000. At the dealership, it might be $16,500. So you're thinking, let me go to the dealership. So you go to the dealership, and by the time they tack all their fees and everything on there, it's about $18,000, plus you've dealt with someone's bullshit. And I think maybe Carvana was the other way. They, they just tacked everything on there to begin with. But unless we as a consumer wasn't fully aware of that, then it just looked like everything they sold was more. Like when I was looking for my Infinity, a few of them popped up on Carvana, and they were... 30, 35, 40% more than some of the other ones that I was looking at. And I was like, Psh, as if. Carvana's in trouble. That's it for the car news. First off, I want to thank everybody who joined. I want to thank Charles again at Clean Enough. Um, but I do owe you guys a few answers from q and I've asked you to submit questions on the Q&A segment on the Hard Parking Violations Facebook page. For those three or four people who continue to submit questions, thank you. For everybody else, uh, step your game up. You can literally ask me anything you want, and I may or may not answer the question. I might, you know, fold the question up and throw it at the wall because it's a dumb question. But I'm going to answer three of them. One is from Quincy Shelton. What was the average age range of the people you saw at the nightclub in Florida where clothing was optional? So about a month or two, actually, shit, it was four months ago. Three or four months ago, we went to uh, Key West. Wife, like the Pied Piper, she's attracted to music. You know, the Pied Piper plays a little pipe and all the little rats follow and then Pied Piper drowns them. The nursery rhyme, the Pied Piper. So my wife, she's not a rat, but she likes the music. And so we were following, we hear this hip hop, it's happening music. So we go up to the second floor and not a lot going on. Everyone's coming down from the third floor. It must be hot up there because dudes are coming down without their shirts on. So I was like, all right, we go up there and we find that most, well, there's a handful of people that just have no clothes on. Two or three naked old men, some naked old lady, some lady that was topless. And she looked like she's used to being topless, like no tan lines. And it wasn't until later a bachelorette party joined us, joined the dance floor, not us. And of course, you know, bachelorette party, usually younger chicks. Younger chicks usually look a little better. But the average age of the people at the nightclub that chose to not wear clothing, my guess would be 56. They were older than me. But the average age of the people at that little nightclub, probably 35, 30. That's your mix. 
decent mix of people. But uh, yeah, super fucking weird. Bob Marshall asked, what aspect of technology or specific technological advancements interest you the most? Bob Marshall is Bob Chat. He joined the show recently for the second time. I was on his show that's coming up soon, and I'm going to go visit Mr. Bob Marshall in the Canada soon. We're going to have a day date, a dude date. We're going to drink beer, and I'm going to watch him smoke weed, probably eat some whatever people in Canada eat, some maple syrup on my, I don't know, something, maple, maple beer, Mountie. Anyway, he asked me, okay, so what, so what, what aspect of technology? I went to school for biometric security. I think, uh, science is, science and technology is really cool. Biometric security is most of you immediately go to fingerprints, uh, retinal scanners, your gait. Gait is how you walk. That is actually a biometric. Your ears, every ear is different. Every eye is different. Believe it or not, your retinal. You see the retina scan, right? It's not, it's really iris. The iris is really what they do. Retinal takes way too long. I know that. Four years of school. Fight me. But it's kind of one of those buzz things. You know, you either had to be really good at programming, which I'm not, or you had to have pretty much already been in the military. I was trying to get into Booz Allen Hamilton and some of the other big firms. That was my goal. That's my dream. I wanted to work for SAIC slash Lidos. And I kind of did from the medical side, a medical IT, but got close, never close enough. And that's what I'm doing now is just healthcare IT. But that aspect of technology, I like improvements. I like kind of almost sci-fi, right? Science fiction. I mean, to be able to access things with just your body. Skylar Spartan asked me a really good one. I don't feel like answering that right now. Well, actually, I will answer that. Skylar Spartan says, do you think you would have gone down the same path in life had you been raised by your biological parents? I'm going to say no. Number one, no one knows who my biological father is. And my biological mother was sick, says my adopted mother. All I remember is she wasn't a very nice woman. And I don't look like any of my siblings, which means different dads type of deal. But I mean, life is different. Life is precious. Life is weird. I don't know where I'd be. I could be dead. I have depression sometimes. I don't ever talk about it. I don't ever talk about mental health. Everybody else is talking about it, but we all suffer. There's been very dark times in my life where I didn't want to be around anymore. I'm not like that anymore. Uh, might be in jail. Might have six ex-wives. Might have 500 kids. May have never got married with 500 kids. You know, uh, when it comes to cars, like, I don't know what triggered what in life. I look at my drawings when I was a little kid and they look like just as shitty as every other six-year-old's drawings. I thought I was going to be an artist. I guess I kind of am in some weird way. But I don't know. Uh, I don't think I would have gone down the same path. I think I'm not into what, you know, everything happens for a reason. Like I was meant for something to happen. I, it's different. Everything does happen for a reason. Uh, Wes and I talk about that sometimes. Wes Tangersley, co-host of uh, One Drink Wednesdays. Also host of Shaping Success Podcast and co-host of Tank in the Mouth. But anyway, things happen for a reason because something caused them to happen. Things just don't happen out of divine intervention or just because God wanted them to happen. It wasn't meant for me to meet my wife. I just met my wife. We liked each other and we got married and we've been married for a long time. No one sent her to me. 
I'm the thought that there's there's hundreds of people for everyone. There's way too many people for it to be one only one person in the world for you. It's all about who you meet and what you're into at the time. And as far as you know, my life being different from my biological parents, absolutely, it would have been totally different. Maybe I would have liked cars. Maybe I would have been in cars. Maybe I would have made different choices in life and I'd have cooler cars or maybe I'd make shitty choice, shittier choices in life and wouldn't have shit. That's a good question. I challenge all of you. Anybody who's had anything major, if you, let's say you're, you have one parent and you, you lost a parent when you were a kid or raised by a single, you know, whatever, or you're adopted, like ask yourself that. Pick one major thing that happened in your life when you were younger and choose the opposite and tell me where your life was. That's deep. Skylar Spartan. Skylar is a, uh, he's a fellow, he's an NSX alum and he's also going for like a pit boss, which is a uh, barbecue smoking meats. So uh, I got to get Skylar on here. Last question, Charles Brown, if you weren't in the medical IT field, what would you like to do for a living? Charles Brown, friend of the show, haven't had you on here in a law, but in a long time, but I would focus on the podcast. I would focus on my one auto movement. I have an excellent team trying to do some big things with that this year, leave a, a lasting legacy in the community. And if I just had a lot of money, then money would afford me the opportunity to do that because I don't have time to do anything. And it's very difficult. The medical IT field is not something I chose. Technically, I kind of did and kind of didn't. It just worked out that way. Once I graduated college and biometric security just did not seem like it'd be in the cards. So I had this medical IT thing because I'd worked at a hospital for four years while I was going to school full time. But I'm not good at what I do. I'm okay at what I do. I don't like what I do. A lot of us don't like what we do for work, but we do it because it pays the bills. I don't hate my job. I rarely ever have a bad day at work. Rarely. I screw up. I get people mad at me. I get mad at people, but, eh, you know, life is too vast to be focused on the little things. What would I do for a living? I don't know. I would just try to focus on media. I'm happy when I podcast. I'm happy when I edit audio. I'm happy when I try to get creative on things. It takes my mind somewhere and just have a good time. I like working with people. I like being a networker, connecting people. Don't like sales. Anyway, that is a Q&A segment. Special thanks again to Charles at Clean Enough. Also, right Honda, right Toyota, Scotta, Arizona, for Will Online, Cell Shop, Wireless Services, Fountain Hills Motorsports, which was right next to us at the Clean Enough Horizon Nights event. Got to hang out with Drew, check out that seat. You heard the girls talking about it on the podcast, Nikki and, uh, and Kat. I want to thank my Patreon business supporters, Cuy Automotive and Pell Construction out of Caledonia, Michigan, Cuy Automotive out of Warren Garden, Florida. Mark Stoneman, Catherine Cox, Eddie Ramos, Richard Graves, Byron Jones, Bojong, Alice Camina, Andrew Bunkley. You all will have something coming in the mail soon. Got some stuff for you guys. If you guys are feeling FOMO, everybody else, I do have a Patreon. Patreon.com, Hard Parking Podcast. As little as $3 a month, you can get all sorts of bonus shit. The t-shirts are here, like I said earlier. $25 shipped. Shipping is expensive. $25 shipped unless you're a 2X or a 3X, and you're going to have to give me $30, $5 for the inconvenience. Bigger shirts cost more money. 
not me. Blame the man. Our broken podcast at gmail.com. Follow me on Instagram at jfinning, J-E-P-F-E-N-N-I-N-G, or jtravels, J-H-A-J underscore travels. If I said that too fast, my name's on the podcast. Join the Hardcore and Violations Facebook page, YouTube. I don't even want to talk about the YouTube right now. But here's one thing I do know. I can't grow without you telling the world how great this show is. So let's do this. Let's grow this thing together. Snail Trail 4x4 next week. A beater. Shut up!